Welcome to a new episode of A Joel New World, a Walt Disney World podcast. And it's been a little while. It's It's been a break. We're back with season two of the show of A Joel New World. Um, happy 4th of July to all of you. Today is the 4th of July, 2023. And it's a beautiful day here in the greater Orlando area where I live. And today I just wanted to, you know, record a quick episode, a fun episode commemorating the 4th of July, uh, America's freedom, the date of our freedom. Um, and I just wanted to kind of, you know, catch you guys up to speed on what I've been up to, what we've been doing. We've been frequenting the parks still. Um, future episodes, I would love to, you know, recount some of our recent trips to the parks, to the resorts, restaurants, of course, the food, the rides, you name it. Since the last episode, I've done a lot of new things. I've ridden Tron a couple of times. I love it. Uh, we stayed at Saratoga Springs, the Treehouse Villas. I used the uh, DVC Rental Store, which is the second-hand market for um, rentals. And if you haven't tried that, it's really great. I highly recommend that. Um, it's really a great opportunity if you're not a DVC member because not very many people can afford that hefty price tag and that... Uh, membership fee that comes along with it but it is a great great option if you want to hit some of those items on your bucket list like the treehouse villas that was up there um, for sure that's basically what it sounds like it's a treehouse it's like its own little unit and if you've ever seen the bungalows at the uh, when you take off from the ferry at the TTC the transportation ticket center um, at the Polynesian it kind of looks like that it resembles that except it's elevated you take stairs up to it, and it's a 360-degree view. You just have floor-to-ceiling windows throughout the whole treehouse, um, and nothing but nature out there, so it's great. It's right off of Saratoga Springs. I did do a, um, on my YouTube channel, Joel New World, I did a room tour of that as well. If you'd like to check that out, it is out there. Make sure to like and subscribe it, if you will. Um, it does help me out and gets new people on board with the Joel New World and I do expect to you know revamp that and to get a very consistent schedule um, I'm just trying to plan out some episodes and some future content as well um, but yeah look for that I'm hoping to do more food reviews more resort reviews and just attractions and my fun fun times at the parks and resorts and um, since that time along with this whole revamp of a Joel New World um, I'm trying to encompass it into many different media forms of media and one way to do that is through the blog so we've created a new website a joelnewworld.com very creative right uh, but it's very simple and easy to remember so just go to a joelnewworld.com it has very many different blog posts as well out there um, and it's kind of gonna house every single thing in every form of media like I'm saying starting with blogs I think everything's going to be kind of centered around the blog um, in writing format in text and then we're also of course going to continue this great podcast Joel New World um, thank you all for your support and your downloads uh, that's really what keeps me going and keeps me doing it that people still download and still enjoy the show so uh, thank you so much for your support and listens and downloads you name it um, 
but on top of that the YouTube channel is also housed through that as well I do have several room reviews out there and the Treehouse Villas at Saratoga Springs is the most recent one and it's a good watch and really talks about um, you know what we spent our time doing in the last couple weeks I think it was June 26 when we went there and it was just a great experience but I do hope to have a trip report on the Treehouse Villa stay and in a future episode like I said I want to review Tron as well in upcoming episodes um, but just my my quick opinion on Tron uh, I know a lot of people the rub on it has been that it's kind of difficult to get into it's like a motorcycle vehicle and those restraints are kind of tough if you have big calves and myself I do have I have enormous calves so it is kind of a struggle and you do have to be paying attention to how you get into the vehicle and you have to have a strategy so um, the first time I got in there no problems at all ready to go ready to rock and roll uh, had a good time I was like in the middle of the, the car like row four I think it was three or four um, got in fine and if you're not familiar with it it's a little bit different loading system because if you're on the first one you go straight to it no problem like you normally do but if you're on the other side you actually have to walk across it and go to the other side um, and that if you struggle to get in that's going to take you a little bit more time like if you're taller uh, like myself or have those big calves like myself um, you need all the time to prepare and this most recent time I was in the back row with uh, with the motorcycle with my friend I think I messed up with um, I wasn't paying attention first off because the first time I rode I fit no problem and I got in just fine but there is a little bit of strategy to where you put your knees and where you put your feet and your legs um, and then the second time I was well the first time I just walked right on and I didn't have to cross and that saved some time this time I had to go around and get in and being in the back row that you're the first person to get checked as well so you really don't have much time to waste and she didn't give me much opportunity you know they're trying to roll through and uh, you know load as quickly as possible which I don't blame them so she gave me a couple tries and said no nah, I think you're too tall and told me I need to get off and I can wait for um, they do have like a, a normal seat as well like a bench seat for disabled people and things like that um, or if you're a larger rider or if you just find those uncomfortable which I know a lot of people do you can ask for that and it is in the back row so that's kind of cool too but if you want to experience the front row you're going to have to get into a normal motorcycle uh, but anyways the ride the ride vehicle is cool the first time I rode it it was a little uncomfortable my foot kind of got wedged a weird way and I couldn't move it but you know it was fine it's a short ride probably a minute and a half I would guess on the ride time less than two minutes for sure goes extremely fast has a quick launch i love it um really really great opportunity to ride that ride and uh, it does have a virtual queue uh 7 a.m and 1 p.m and i think some certain nights where they have after hours um or extra hours and you can purchase it it ranges from like i think it's around 20 dollars on average but it does get up to like 25 i think at times and it does save quite a bit of time if it is a virtual queue people think that's the same thing as lightning lane not necessarily it's just your turn to return or your time to return and you still are going to have to wait that 30 to an hour um, as a heads up so the lightning lane does save you a significant amount of time uh, it is worth that purchase in my opinion if you do want to ride it quickly anyways back to it the first time i rode the motorcycle the second time 
I got to try that bench seat in the back, and it's kind of set up a little bit like uh, Cosmic Rewind at Epcot. It's like the same kind of ride vehicle, other than it doesn't spin around. It's just stationary. But that was really fun, too. I didn't think... I was kind of bummed out, because I didn't get to ride with my friend and rode with a stranger in the back, but it was it was a good experience, and I'm glad I tried it. And uh, I might just try that from now on, honestly, unless I want to try to get in the front row. But it was a lot of fun. Didn't really take a lot away from it, honestly, in my opinion. But it definitely is a different experience than riding that motorcycle. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you're bigger and you're worried about it, practice in that practice seat. Uh, watch some videos out there. Some people give some tips as well. Uh, you really have to focus on where to put your knees. Those really do slide up, and that does make all the difference in the world. Because the first time, I fit perfectly fine. Second time, I was kind of not paying attention and just expected it to work out. But it, there is some strategy involved to it, so uh, make sure to pay attention. It is a good time. It is a little short. That's my only knock on it, and a lot of people have said that. But it is a lot of fun, so it's a good addition to Tomorrowland. Uh, other than that, we've been you know, just kind of trucking along, uh, hitting up the parks. It's very, very hot. We went to Animal Kingdom on Sunday, and I just couldn't stop sweating. I was just so hot, and we had to leave, but... Uh, that's the time of the year you know that's what you expect from june till probably september honestly it's going to be very hot and very humid so just be prepared for that make sure to hydrate drink a lot of fluids powerade whatever you use to stay hydrated um, the alcoholic beverages are great and refreshing but they can sneak up on you too and dehydrate you very quickly so just make sure um, you are staying hydrated bring your sunblock and if you are from overseas like in the uk or somewhere like that you probably have never seen sun like that before the sun is extra strong here we're averaging around 95 degrees every day and it feels like more like 102 103 uh, with the humidity and and the level of the sun as well so uh, being down south in florida we are much closer to the equator so that sun is a little bit stronger for sure so come prepared. The best recommendation I have is to buy one of those um, little pop towels that you can kind of whip like a towel uh, after you put some water on it. That's the best way to stay cool. Put it around your neck and even put it on your head as well. Like put it under your hat. That cooled me down very quickly too. Um, yeah, just, you know, use that, utilize it, make sure to flip it over kind of like your pillow. The other side's always going to be cooler. Just kind of utilize that and keep putting new water on it. Um, getting cups of ice water, that really helps. That's the quickest way to cool down if you are overheated or get some heat exhaustion or heat stroke symptoms showing up. Um, and you just feel like you can't stop sweating. Go to a cool place. Get some cup of ice water. It's free. Anywhere in Disney, they do give you a cup of ice water on upon request. Use that for your towel as well, as well as drinking it. Uh, that's going to cool you down the quickest, and that's what they recommend too. So stay cool bring those fans bring those towels those towels really do work all right other than that it's glad to be back or i'm glad to be back it's good to record again for season two of a joel new world and today since it is the fourth of july our independence day in the united states i thought what better way than to have the top four at all four theme parks in Orlando at Walt Disney World Resort. So that's what we're going to do today. And one other thing that just remind me of that, thinking of all the parks here, we actually went to Typhoon Lagoon for the first time and we had a blast. 
it was an amazing way to spend a summer day it's a little bit cheaper we added it onto our annual pass and it was only like 75 or 80 extra dollars per person for the whole year and uh man what a great way to spend a summer day it was so hot outside but you just jump in the wave pool and you cool down instantly it's a great way you do need a sunscreen up and protect because that water glare is real but it's such a fun park it's very chill it's very different than your four major theme parks always going 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 getting to that next ride getting to your meal reservation getting to and from the parks once you get to typhoon lagoon it's a different it's a different pace for sure the wait times didn't really exceed 15 to 20 minutes uh, there's no lightning lanes or fast passes if you will so it was a great time i highly recommend that such a fun time there were a lot of people from overseas i could tell um so maybe i don't know if you guys if you are listeners from overseas do you guys have water parks like that over there um if so you know what are some of the good ones there and if not uh maybe that's why i see so many people from overseas um at these water parks because it is a really great time and yeah i can't say more positive things about it very laid back lazy river is very fun and i can go back probably every weekend to be fine especially in the summer so uh, but anyways we're gonna move on to our our main event here of the week and that is the top four attractions not attractions but the top four at the main four um, parks and the criteria is going to be so for number one it's going to be the best sit down restaurant at each theme park so magic kingdom hollywood studios epcot and animal kingdom number two we're going to have the best quick service restaurant at magic kingdom hollywood epcot and animal kingdom and then the best attraction show um, event that takes place not a ride not a ride-based attraction but any attraction or show the best at each of those four theme parks and then finally number four the best ride so roller coaster dark ride whatever it is if it involves moving or movement it is going to be included as the best ride at all four of these theme parks so let's get started with none other than animal kingdom i was here recently i was here sunday and i'm going to start here with the best sit-down restaurant number one at animal kingdom and there's not a ton to choose from here there are a lot more quick service and a lot more kiosk and carts um, with very short opening times because animal kingdom's hours are a little bit different than all the other theme parks it closes a little bit earlier but it does open earlier as well and i had to go with tiffin's for number one you know just reviewing the menu and it is a little bit pricier so if you're looking to save some money yak and yeti might be your better choice there for the best sit down um, but tiffin's i feel like pound for pound menu item quality um, this is probably the best sit down restaurant in my opinion at disney's animal kingdom again there's not a lot to choose from they do have a rainforest cafe they have two locations one at disney springs and one at animal kingdom um, that is technically right at the entrance of the park of animal kingdom they have yak and yeti um, and they do have tiffins uh, you can get onto a virtual queue or wait list when the park opens you can go to nomad lounge which is the lounge outside of tiffins and i still want to try this myself it looks like a great place to get some small plates and some good drinks and 
um, just a good location on the water there but uh, my number one the best sit-down restaurant at animal kingdom is tiffin's moving on to number two we're going to the quick service restaurant the best one in my opinion pound for pound uh, is flame tree barbecue you get a lot of portion size you get some of the best barbecue in Walt Disney World, in my opinion, especially for a quick service. You can't beat the mac and cheese with the barbecue on top with an onion ring. That's one of the best uh, cheaper options on the menu and one of the better just solid menu items out there at any park. So if you like your mac and cheese with a little bit of zest to it, um, that's one I recommend. They have great onion rings, great sides. And the ribs there are really, really good. The rub is really good as well. I found it one time at a gift shop before the pandemic. And that was one of my favorite rubs to use. Um, so that one's really great. The pulled pork is great. The chicken is good. They have cornbread. They have a lot of different things going on. And they have a ton of seating as well. So you can get your beverages. You can get your food. And you get a lot of it for, you know, under $20, which is pretty good for barbecue and there's a ton of seating you can go sit on the water you can go sit um, in the shade you know get a, a fresh breeze blowing but pound for pound flame tree barbecue is one of the best quick service um, options at animal kingdom as well as any of the other four theme parks or the other three okay for the best attraction or show i'm gonna have to go with the tree of life so upon entering Animal Kingdom, you come around the curve there. The first thing that really stands out to you when you're coming over that bridge and over that hill is the Tree of Life. So amazingly designed by Joe Rohde. And if you haven't gotten up close to it yet, go do it. It's very fun. They have little walkways. And sometimes you don't even realize you're standing at the base of the Tree of Life. Um, but yeah, it's one of the greatest attractions. It looks incredible. And at night when they light it up and they do like their little beacons of light thing, um, it's one of the best shows and best landmarks in all four of those theme parks. So I highly recommend you do that. It's one of the best things to see in any of the parks. And it's just kind of, you know, every park has their landmark of that park. And the Tree of Life is that for Animal Kingdom. Uh, Epcot is Spaceship Earth or that ball and the castle for sure at Magic Kingdom. Hollywood I would argue is the Tower of Terror so the Tree of Life at Animal Kingdom, one of the best things to see. Um, they do little beacons of light here and there or they have in the past and your Magic Band Plus, if you're not sure about those those are supposed to interact during those beacons of light uh, performances that happen every now and then um, so get that, try it out but my number three for Animal Kingdom is the Tree of Life. Uh, there's some other really good shows there. The Feathered Friends in Flight. They have um, some little demonstrations throughout the park. Uh, I really enjoy the conservation experience out there. Um, taking the train out to there, out there to see those animals and kind of pet some goats. That's a really good attraction as well. Um, so Animal Kingdom is just a really cool park, especially if you're a local and you have more time to explore everything. It's a really, really cool park. But uh, that brings us to number four at Animal Kingdom. And what a lot of people go for besides the food is the attractions or the rides, I should say, uh, the moving rides. And this was a tough one, but 
for me, Avatar Flight of Passage gets that nod. It is a premium lightning lane. You have to pay extra for it if you want a lightning lane. And it averages about $14. I did pay just for myself on Sunday to ride this because it's been so long. But uh, I paid $14. I saved myself about 80 to 90 minutes. Um, and the wait, wait, or the standby wait line. So, you know, $15 when you add in the tax, which I feel like paying tax is ridiculous. But that's another point. Um, but $15 and some change to ride that and save 80 minutes of my time. Especially when you have small kids. Who can't ride it this ride's phenomenal the pre-shows are a little bit long but it makes the attraction feel longer the actual ride is fairly long i'd say it's over five minutes uh the pre-shows have to be at least seven or eight minutes combined so overall it's one of the longer attractions along with kilimanjaro safari which probably comes in as my number two here at this park um but pound for pound avatar flight of passage it really is a 4D experience. I know those are starting to pop up and become more popular in movie theaters now, but um, it sprays. I've noticed the water level that they kind of missed in your face when you're going through the waves has increased, especially uh, Sunday. Uh, a lot more water. I don't know if that's like a summer thing to cool you down, but um, that you have the smells. That's one of my favorite smells is when you get into that like little cavern or cave, um, and it starts to kind of glow and light up. And uh, I think I want to buy that scent. But anyways, one of my favorite smells is that. And that's one of the first things you smell, like the remnants of the person riding before you. I love the smell. I love the water spraying in your face. I love the very end when you kind of do that dive and kind of spiral down. Um, and you're on the back of a banshee, right? The ride vehicle moves and expands and feels like it's breathing, like you're on the back of an Ekron or the banshee, if you will. And just the theming overall is incredible. And those floating mountains outside of that, one of the best photography spots in all of Ma or all of Walt Disney World. Um, so number four, that was four and four on four on July 4th for Animal Kingdom. We have Tiffins as the sit down, Flame Tree as the quick serve, the Tree of Life as the best show slash attraction, and the best moving ride is Avatar Flight of Passage. Let's move on to Epcot. This one was extremely difficult. I'll go ahead and start off. It's one of my favorite parks. They have many different festivals at Epcot. But the tried and true restaurants there. And this is where you want to go if you want to eat. And get a really good sit down restaurant. So many options. And it just kind of depends on the day of the week when you ask me. It could be Teppanito one day. I love that place. Um, you know, it could be La Cellier one day. It could be Chefs de France. It could be... You name it, right? It could be Beer Garden. I love that place. Um, they have some of the greatest restaurants on property. And for my number one in our four-on-four four here in Epcot, my number one is La Cellier Steakhouse over in Canada. Just overall, it's an incredible place. The food quality is incredible. The service is awesome. Never had a bad meal there. Uh, you get some really good bread to start out. Their steak, their filet and risotto is one of the best menu items out there for sure. I get that just about every time. I say I want to try the menu a little bit more, but I never do because I know what's good, and that is good, the filet with mushroom risotto. I get that. I think I've gotten that every single time I've eaten there. I've eaten there at least a handful of times, 
And every single time I get that because it's so good. I hear the ribeye is really good too. Um, we tried a creme brulee, the maple one. That was awesome as well. Everything's just really good. My only knock on it is um, they do kind of cram the tables a little bit close together. But again, I understand that they're trying to get money and um, fit as many people in as possible and accommodate as many people as well. So, um, But other than that, La Cellier for me, if someone's asking where should I go eat at Epcot and they've never been, I'm going to point them to La Cellier. Uh, it's right there in Canada in the World Showcase. And the menu is just amazing. I would highly recommend the filet with that risotto, as well as like the the cheddar soup and um, any of the appetizers. You name it, they're going to be great. So um, we did actually get the poutine last time as well as an appetizer, and that was phenomenal too. Uh, you can't go wrong at La Cellier. That's my number one. I'm going to move on and go on to my best quick serve restaurant which this one was very difficult as well but this one i'm going to give to a newcomer and that's connections eatery over in uh it used to be like the mouse gears area right so that was the gift shop and again it's very confusing because they reuse that name over and over there's like connections cafe there's connections eatery i think there's a i think that's the name of the gift shop too i could be wrong but uh the connections there you have really good pizza probably one of the best pizza slices in all of walt disney world and that's not saying a lot but for there it's really good um i like the new style that they use there and wish they'd incorporate that more especially at resorts because i feel like at the resorts the pizza is just awful i'd rather just order in um or deliver pizza but anyhow uh they have some really good salads so they have a big menu a lot of options if you like to eat a little healthier they have like a salad with some fried chicken on top which again i know that's not healthy but anyways it's a little bit lighter of a of a meal and they have the liege waffle there really great and they have some good beverage choices as well you can also mobile order that as well a lot of these you can start to mobile order too on the quick serve menus um but pound for pound they have some really good burgers too i forgot that their burger and fries are really great for quick service and theme park. And they have real utensils. So real plates, real utensils. And uh, it's a big, cool area inside of the center of Epcot. And it's just a great place to sit. They have a lot of windows where you can look outside. They have a great mural on the wall. I just really love what they've done with that place. And it's really one of the best places to eat quickly in Epcot. Moving on to number three, the best show... I'm going to go with the fireworks show. I'm going to go with Illuminations. So on the World Showcase, on that lagoon, in the water, the fireworks that kind of incorporate all the countries that are around the World Showcase. That's a great show. That's what people come for. Some people just come at night for that around 9 o'clock. And it is the best show or attraction at Epcot. There are many different shows, many different cultural experiences as well that are incredible. But... They really incorporate everything in this Illumination show. And from Spaceship Earth, they have done some really great lighting and projections uh, to fireworks and to the music. It's just really great. Everything in the park is involved in this show. And that's why I chose it for Epcot number three there. And on to number four, this was a no-brainer for me. This is my favorite attraction, or I need to stop saying attraction, but favorite ride in all of Walt Disney World, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. 
it is still a virtual queue. You can still grab that at seven and one o'clock. And you can also purchase that Lightning Lane. It is a premium attraction and it averages around $14, around 14 to $15. Um, I do anticipate that virtual queue going away and going to a standby line. I know they put some of those metal chain poles up and I do anticipate that coming probably in the fall. Um, but who knows? Right now it's still virtual queue and still Lightning Lane. And if you're lucky, you can get both. So you can ride it two times in a day via virtual queue. They do do rider swap. So um, if your child doesn't want to do that, you can ride it a couple times with that rider swap. Or, um, you know, if they do want to ride it and they want to ride it with both parents, then the kid lucks out and gets to ride it um, with each of the parents. So they're really good about that there. But back to the ride, this is just an experience used to be Ellen's energy adventure and this was a major upgrade especially for roller coaster fans some people love it some people hate it some people say they get extremely motion sick but um, for me it's never bothered me I can continue to ride it probably five six times a day if possible and if you're unaware it has a great soundtrack it has six song selections that are played at random and you don't know what's going to pop up um, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, September, Congo, which was my first song. And I've gotten all five songs except for one. There's six in total. Um, So I haven't gotten one, and that was Blondie's One Way or Another. Um, I'm going to get you. So I haven't gotten that one. Want to get that. But it's kind of part of the fun. You don't know what song you're going to get until you're there. I love the ride. It's so smooth. Uh, it rotates you. It doesn't just spin you around if that's what you think and become a bar fest. But some people do get bothered by it, but not me. Uh, it's very smooth. One of the smoothest attractions I've been on. And it's just a great time. Everybody I've talked to is like, man, that's the best ride I've ever been on. And people are speechless. If you're sitting next to someone who hasn't ridden it before, they're just kind of speechless. And they're just like, wow, that's a great ride. So... What a great way to wrap up my number four on four on this 4th of July. Cosmic Rewind at Epcot is the best ride. Let's go on to Hollywood. We're going to save Magic Kingdom for last. But at Hollywood Studios, my number one sit-down restaurant. And this was a close one for me. But I'm going to go with the Hollywood Brown Derby. Just based on the overall menu, the level of cocktails um, and drinks that you can get. They have some mocktails as well. The dessert, the grapefruit cake, is really good. It's a really different take on cake. A little bit bitter, but uh, also has that sweet factor as well. And any entree that you get is going to be really good. My wife got the corn soup last time. That was really good. And I know they're really famous for their Cobb salad. So if you love Cobb salads, this is probably one of the best out there. And the theming inside of it, I love it. Uh, The last time I ate there, it was a couple months ago, they have these lanterns or light fixtures on the walls, and they're actually derby hats. So just little touches like that um, make this the best sit-down restaurant at Hollywood Studios for me. There's a close one between that and 50's Primetime Cafe because they always blow me away with their service there. They do an amazing job over there, making you feel like it is that old-timey Disney attraction um, and makes you smile every single time. But... Um, It was very close for me. Both of them do have a lounge, so if you do just want to go grab a drink or a cocktail off their menu, you can do that. Uh, Brown Derby has a 
probably a better lounge because you can actually see outside or sit outside and enjoy some of the menu. I think it's a little bit smaller of a menu, but you can get the same cocktails, the dessert. I think you can get the cob salad there as well. So, um, so number one for me at Hollywood is the Hollywood Brown Derby. And moving on to number two, the best quick serve in Hollywood is Docking Bay 7 over in Galaxy's Edge. This kind of goes along with Connections and Epcot because it just feels like an upgraded experience for me. Um, and they have many different menu items that satisfy the adults as well as the kids with the mac and cheese, um, the fried chicken, they call it the tip yip. Um, it is a normal menu. It looks a little bit... Um, intriguing and different and a little weird but if you kind of break down the menu it's like oh that's just mac and cheese or that's just fried chicken just in a different format so um, but what I was going with that is they do have silverware like real silverware and plates so it's an elevated dining experience for a quick serve and I think we're moving towards that a little bit more at Disney World and I'm here for it so um, docking bay 7 the theming is incredible you can mobile order it as well the drinks are great the food is good what more could you want and you're eating in the middle of galaxy's edge so um a really great experience for me uh so docking bay seven is my number two and on to my number three the best attraction or show in hollywood studios is phantasmic and if you're unfamiliar where it is it can be a little confusing but if you go down uh sunset towards the tower of terror it's like off to the right so this little theater on the water back there it's a, actually a big theater but this is a classic attraction people come here and it just came back um since the pandemic so it had been gone for quite some time the demand was there the wait time was incredible people were lining up for this attraction so it is beloved and and yeah it's a great attraction you have sorcerer mickey you have the music you have the water you have all the characters you want to see and the music is iconic. So Fantasmic for me is number three at Hollywood. And for Hollywood Studios, the number four. This is going to be a little divisive. Depends on what you enjoy. But for me, for my money, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror is the best attraction or ride. Um, it kind of is both, really. It is a ride because it's one of the most intense rides in all of uh, Walt Disney World. Uh but if you have someone who's you know hesitant to go on it like i was at first i've been missing out on it for all those years but my wife finally pushed me to get on it and i'm glad she did because it is it's my favorite one of my favorite rides in all of walt disney world behind you know cosmic rewind but it's an elevator ride where you drop down and it feels like it's a lot higher than it really is but it's really not that high um it's just a really great time um I love that drop. You don't know what's coming next. It changes up. It varies from ride to ride. And sometimes when you think it's over and you're like, cool, it just drops again. And uh, I love it because you never know what you're going to get there. Um, just like Forrest Gump, right? The box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So I love that ride. The theming is awesome. It doesn't get much better than that. And you, it does a really good job of making you nervous to ride that ride. Which is what it's supposed to do, right? Makes you feel something. Makes you feel alive. And uh, and yeah, you can't beat that attraction at Hollywood Studios. And a close second for me, though, would be Rise of the Resistance. It's just, it's out of this world crazy what they've done. And it's 
multiple experiences on that ride. But uh, for me, I'm going to go back to the Tower of Terror. It's just a good time and one of my favorite rides in all of Walt Disney World. So that does it for Hollywood. Let's move on to Magic Kingdom. And number one is Liberty Tree Tavern. So if you haven't dined here before, it's family style. All you care to enjoy. So for me, the star of the show is the mac and cheese and pot roast. And especially if you mix them together just a little bit. Mm, that's really good. So uh, that's the star of the show for me. They have some stuffing or dressing, whatever you like to call it. It's basically like a Thanksgiving-style meal, and a very American meal, and appropriate for this 4th of July holiday. Um, but it is kind of like a Thanksgiving-style meal. You get some pork, you get pot roast, you get some mashed potatoes, those are incredible too. You get some green beans, and the kiddies get, uh, you know, the mac and cheese. You get some gravy, some cranberry sauce. And the dessert is one of the best desserts here. It's like a, a toffee crunch cake with some ice cream on top. And it's really good. I could probably eat two of those. But um, for me, the pot roast and mac and cheese, mix that together. Just try a couple bites together next time. You're going to love it. You won't regret it. But Liberty Tree Tavern, the theming is awesome. It's right in the center, right in the heart of Magic Kingdom. And really when you think about it, there's not a ton of really great sit-down options in Magic Kingdom. It's more geared towards quick service, but you have Be Our Guest, which the theming is out of this world, but the food's just kind of mid-level for me. It's kind of okay. Um, nothing to write home about on the food. You also have Crystal Palace, which is good. Um, it's kind of been back and forth. The menu was family style. You could choose an entree. Buffet's back, or supposedly the characters are back now. So... Um, you have some options there, but what's been consistently good has been Liberty Tree Tavern, and I will continue to go there, and it's just a really great time, and the food's always consistent for me, especially if you get there, like, right when it opens, around 11 a.m., it's always great, always fresh, and very quick, too. The food always comes out really quick, and normally I'm not a big salad person, shocker, but their salad there is really good. They have some good rolls and some good butter as well. Uh, just a really great meal overall. And you can. It's one of the only places to get a an adult beverage in Magic Kingdom. So if you're not aware of that, they do have cocktails and beer and wine as well for sale. You can get those at any of the sit-down restaurants in Magic Kingdom. And it, that's the only place to get an alcoholic beverage. Um, Liberty, Liberty Tree is a good place to do that. Moving on to number two, this one was much harder to decide for me. This is the best quick service restaurant, and I had to choose Pecos Bill's Tall Tale Inn, um, their cafe, strictly because it has a lot of options. Uh, the theming in it is okay. It's like a quick service restaurant that you'd expect at Magic Kingdom or Walt Disney World. It does have plenty of seating, but what I love is that there's plenty of outdoor seating in the shade as well. So if you have a you know, kids sleeping or something like that in the stroller. That's a good place to pop up a seat um, and sit down for a little bit while you eat and enjoy yourselves and people watch as well. But there are a lot of indoor seating options as well there. Um, and for me, I chose it because the consist consistency of the food is good. The menu changes occasionally. Um, they had some walking tacos, which are Fritos in a bag with some taco meat 
thrown in there. That was incredible. They got rid of it since then, which I was kind of disappointed, but they still have some really good nachos. Um, they have pork and beef nachos. They have some tacos, fajitas. They have cheeseburgers that are pretty good, too. And uh, they do have some good mac and cheese, too. So they have a lot of good options. They have some dessert options as well. And for my money, I love that because of the variety of the menu. And it's always good. I always end up finding myself at Pecos Bills. Um, but I do love me some Casey's Corner. But again, that menu is pretty narrow. It's pretty niche. And it's basically hot dogs, corn dog nuggets, and french fries. So, um, But they do have a really good frozen mint julep over there too. Um, I love uh, the Starlight Cafe as well. The Sunny Eclipse. Uh, spinning the hits every day. But uh, I feel like the burgers might be a little bit better at Sunny Eclipse's or at Starlight Cafe versus Pecos Bills, but the variety of the menu and consistency is just a little bit better over at Pecos Bills, which is why I made it my number two at Magic Kingdom. Number three is the best attraction or show, and you can't go wrong with the fireworks, right? That's why people go there. That's what you know when you think of Magic Kingdom is the fireworks and the castle. And surprise, the, the fireworks are based around the castle. So um, if you're standing on Main Street, that castle is, has some amazing projections. And those projections have come a long way over the years. And some things just blow my mind, what they can do with projections. But not only that, the lighting and all the fireworks. They have one of the best fireworks shows nightly um, at the Magic Kingdom at Cinderella's Castle. So for my money and what people actually pay to go to magic kingdom for is the fireworks so um happily ever after i believe is the show now that's an incredible show they have different shows depending on night events like uh, the boo to you celebration or the mickey's not so scary halloween party the very merry uh, christmas party as well they have different variations as well and of course today and i saw last night they have a fourth of july fireworks celebration as well so they do change it up as well, but the fireworks at Magic Kingdom are not to be missed. And no trip to Magic Kingdom is complete without seeing the fireworks and seeing Cinderella's castle um, in that show as well. Moving on to the final one, the best attraction or best ride in Magic Kingdom. This one is an attraction and ride like Tower of Terror, like I was saying earlier. But the moving ride is a Haunted Mansion. And I was torn between the Haunted Mansion and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. That's my classic attraction, the one I love so much. But I had to give the nod to Haunted Mansion. For one, on those hot days like today, you got air conditioning for an extended period of time. That's huge. The theming is better at Haunted Mansion versus um, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Not to say it's not great, which it is. But Haunted Mansion is great for all ages. I can take my two-year-old on it. I can take my, you know, if you have 70 or 80-year-old grandparent on it, they're going to love it too. Um, from the ghost host to the cast members that welcome you and just the overall theming. There's theming galore in that place. And you could probably see something new every single time. I know very soon here, probably around Halloween, the Hatbox Ghost is coming to Disney World. It's in Disneyland now. 
but it's supposed to be making its way here uh, this year, and I'm assuming for Halloween. What better time than to have the Hatbox Ghost join uh, the Haunted Mansion ride here at Magic Kingdom. So, there we have it, friends. Uh, that's four parks for the 4th of July celebration. What better way than to list our top four at all four of the major theme parks in the Orlando area at Walt Disney World Resort. Let me hear what you think. Um, follow me at Twitter at Joel New World. Also on Instagram, uh, you can follow me there too, uh, at Joel New World. Follow me on YouTube, or just save yourself some time. You can find all of this at ajoelnewworld.com. Go check it out. Read some blog posts. Um, I'll be adding content daily as well. We'll be writing stories and um, just sharing our knowledge of the parks and what we love and any tips and advice that we can help newcomers or people that didn't know, hey, this existed. So go to ajoelnewworld.com. Uh, let me hear what you think. Reach reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter. Let me know what you think are the best four. I could have got this, risk, this list completely wrong, right? But that's just my opinion on these four uh, for the 4th of July. And it all depends on who it is, right? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And I am the beholder here. And this is my opinion. And it could change depending on, you know, when you ask me. So, but this is it. This is July 4th. I hope you all had a wonderful uh, July 4th. Maybe download this and listen to it. Uh, last July 4th, I have a July 4th trip report where we went to Epcot and saw the fireworks last year. You know, check it out replay it um but whatever you do have a safe and happy fourth of july holiday until then i'll see you next time